0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, 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 hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone today? It is Monday, uh, right around one o'clock Eastern here. <clears throat> Belly up to my bar. We're going to keep this mock draft thing rolling along. It has been very, very popular. The first round was in the books last week, and yesterday I went on my way on a Sunday to pick the first several, first third of round two. I am not reviewing every pick from round one again. Go back and listen to those podcasts if you want. Again, this is if I were on the clock. You know, this is if my opinion on players. If I were the GM of each one of these teams, who would I take? And I opened round two with the Browns taking Obi Melafonwu. Uh, I think he very well could go in the first round, but the way that this played out, he was there. He was a great pickup for them. The Niners went with Quincy Wilson. Jacksonville took Taylor Moton. The Bears took John Ross. The Rams get their interior line help that they desperately need with Pat Elfline. The Chargers get Mitchell Trubisky, who fell in this draft quite a bit because I'm not all that high on him. Um, The Jets took Sidney Jones, with the future in mind. The Panthers got Dalvin Cook. He very well could be a first-rounder as well. Cincinnati took Dan Feeney, hopefully as a Zeitler replacement. The Saints took Cordera Tankersley, for obvious reasons. And the Eagles, I thought, benefited quite a bit from Carl Lawson falling in a really deep-edge pass rush class. Which brings us to the Bills. The Bills are at 44 with the first round, I had them take Corey Davis. Uh, I've heard a lot today, a lot of rumblings actually. that They love Mitch Trubisky, which you know has nothing to do with this exercise. But I'm just throwing it out there that if by chance they do Trubisky in round one, let's not all be shocked that could happen. Um, but the Bills got their receiver, my by far my favorite receiver in this class, and I had them take Deion Dawkins and I, and put plug him in at right tackle. Um, that right tackle situation has scared me for some time. This is very much the case, and I've been telling you about this as we've done this exercise, that offensive linemen you just have to overpay for. There's better prospects on the board than Deion Dawkins right now. But if you want to tackle, you better get him. And there wasn't another name that was just jumping off the page for me for Buffalo. So I went with it. You know, I kind of took the approach of when in doubt, I'm going to take a quality offensive line prospect. I don't think that can steer you too wrong, and I think that's the way that a lot of these teams are going to have to attack this draft. Again, if you have a third-round grade on a guy, you might be taking them in second, or mid-second round type of deal. So that's where we went with the 44th pick. With the 45th pick, we had the Arizona Cardinals on the clock here now, and they have landed Hassan Redick in the first round. I gave him to Sean Watson. You guys know I don't love him. But I certainly see the massive need there for Palmer's eventual replacement. I honestly don't think Watson's a wonderful scheme fit for what Arian does. Arians does he's not a great downfield passer, but there's certainly ability there. I mean, while I might not love him, I understand that you know why people do. You know, let's not stick our head in the sand and think he can't play. Um, and Arians is a very good quarterback developer. Give him a year. Um, so uh, that pick in this stage of the second round to me made a heck of a lot of sense. Another pick that made a lot of sense to me was the Colts at 46, taking Buddha Baker. Um, I don't know if he'll last that long. He is small. Of course, they, they took Christian McCaffrey, another speed, versatile player in the first round. This, this round, they take another fast, athletic, versatile defensive back probably a slot corner, you know, has some honey badger, Tyron Mathow, Matthew, uh, similarities, really good player. If he's six foot, we're talking about him as a top eight type of pick. Um, the Colts need everything on defense. I think he could, you know, fill in a lot of different spaces for them. Probably an immediate contributor as well. They need to really focus on all levels of defense. Baker is a, is a player I like a lot. And, Again, I mean, yeah, he's short, but I don't think he's going to be a bad player. I'd be shocked if he was a bust. You know, I mean, they need all the guys they can get to contribute. And that versatility, I think, is key here as well. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. All right. Next up, after Buda Baker goes to the Colts, we got the Ravens on the clock. And you'll see there's a couple instances here of, I recognize these are guys that are getting a lot of first-round buzz. I'm just not all that personally high on them. Um, But there's a price for everyone. I think an edge pass rusher with some versatility and some size is what the Ravens are after, as a Terrell Suggs power player. And I gave him Taco Charlton. I mentioned he's versatile, but I have—I don't know that he's Michael Bennett. You know, I don't think you can kick him inside, at least not yet. I don't like the way he plays the run well enough to handle that. Um, I think he's pretty much a four-three type of you know power end, but there's a lot of ability there, and. At this cost, with the needs on the table for the Ravens, if you could talk to Charlton with the forty seventh pick, that's hard to argue with, man. I mean, he, they could turn him into a, you know, a, a real Chandler Jones type, possibly. You know, I mean, I don't think that's too far fetched, But again, I'm not a big taco guy. The Vikes get their first pick in the draft in this draft at forty eight overall. They take a dude I like a lot from my, you know my my school of choice here in the Pit Panthers they take Dorian Johnson who I look at as a plug and play guard with a lot of upside potential Pro Bowl you know, potential um, could develop into one of the better guards in the league and it's a need you know. again there's a shortage of offensive linemen if you're going to get one I don't think that the Vikes can wait to the third round and think that they're going to get a, an offensive lineman that could help them anytime soon so the need and the value here, I think, fits pretty well, and was a pretty easy pick for me, really, with my my Vikes GM hat on. So uh, now I think they also got to you know, look D tackle a little bit too with the Sharif Floyd situation. But I don't like this area of the of the draft all that much for for defensive tackles, especially the late second round. I'm not thrilled with where that sits. Got the Redskins now on the clock at 49. With their first pick, they went with Tradavius White. Real solid corner. I like that one a lot for them. Um, not, again, not real flashy. And this pick isn't real flashy either, but Zach Cunningham. Let's get some athletes on the second and third level for this team. Um, run stuffing is a, very much a priority for this group. He's, he's good in that regard, but he's a three-down linebacker. Um, Obviously, a bigger version uh, of a a Sue Sue Cravens or somebody like that. I mean, he's a a pure second-level linebacker that probably goes earlier than this in the real world. I don't love him either. You know, you're kind of getting that feel where people that are getting first-round buzz that have fallen in this mock. There's Like I said, there's a price for everyone. The need is there. Um, You would think he would be the leader of this defense for years to come and every down player have the headset and his, you know, have the, the microphone in his helmet and all those things too, the, the speaker in his helmet. You would think that would be Zach Cunningham for the Redskins and they could use that player. The Bucs. I had the Bucks take Joe Mixon. I know that probably won't happen, but that's what I would have done, assuming I liked him and, you know, or assuming I can spend some time with them, which obviously I, myself I cannot do. But then they take kind of a wild card here in Jabril Peppers, which again is sort of the same you know, mold of these Deshaun Watsons and Taco Charlton's and Zach Cunningham's that are good players getting a lot of first-round buzz that I'm just not personally that high on. And I wasn't going to take him if I was in charge of these, if I was a GM. But again, there's a price for everything, and I'm, I'm saying that over and over. He would be an instant returner. Safety's a big problem area. Um, they could live with the guys they have while Peppers develops, and I think he will need a little bit of developing. Um, But he worries me. I mean, I, I think he's very much better athlete than he is football player right now. <laughs> a linebacker, a lot at Michigan. Um, I don't think that's what he needs to do, and I think his cover skills need a lot more work. I think there's bust potential here. But if he hits, he would be huge for Tampa Bay. And at 50 overall to take a guy like Peppers, that's kind of hard to argue with, too. I had a really tough time with this Denver selection in round two. I just didn't find, you know, they took Ramcheck in the first round. I would have liked to have gone tight end here, but I didn't. Th- I thought that was a little early for the fourth tight end off the board. Could have done more on in, in turn, you know, maybe gone with another offensive lineman. That wouldn't have been awful, but there wasn't somebody jumping off the page at me there either. So. I kind of went, kind of took a different direction here and took Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think he could be, you know, a slot guy for them. I think he could be, uh, their, their third receiver situation has bothered me for a while now. And Sanders and Thomas aren't all that young. You know, the, he's a, a physical guy that I think could also help in the run game. So, I think Schuster would be a welcome addition to this offense. And if you got Lynch or, you know, Simeon as your starting quarterback, I think you need some safe move-the-chains types of options. Uh, The tight end wasn't there, so I went with the physical receiver. And again, I mean, it's a pretty good team. They don't have gobs and gobs of needs. I would, you know, if I'm sitting, if I'm John Elway today on Monday morning, I don't think I'm taking a receiver in the second round, but the way this particular mock draft fell, I thought he was a pick that they could use. Uh, the last one of today is the Browns are up yet again. They got their their dominant edge rusher, for probably a potential a future Pro Bowl type guy. In this draft, they got their, their franchise quarterback. And I told you to start the second round, if I am the Browns, it's secondary time, man. I am going to... Uh, uh, just litter that secondary with second and third and fourth round picks from a very deep safe, safety and corner draft. So and then we took Kamala Fonwu to start the second round because he's so unique, you know, get, I mean, the guys like that don't fall. So the Browns, they take a, a corner and Akello Willers, Witherspoon here. And again, he may not even be there at 52 in the real world, but they need all the corner help they can get. Um, I think this would be a very welcome addition to, if you're the Browns, I mean, and you could really get a young, talented secondary plus a franchise quarterback and the best player in the draft who happens to rush the passer, things are really looking up, you know. And again, I don't think they're going to be a good team next year, but the struggle could be turning the corner if this all works out as I've kind of laid it out. So kind of a quick show here, guys. You know, we buzz through the middle of the second round, probably finish the rest of it up tomorrow tomorrow. Draft, of course, is Thursday. I'm swamped with all kinds of things to do, but it is an awful lot of fun. I can't deny that. There's no doubt. So that's going to do it. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate all the feedback on this mock I've been doing. I certainly didn't intend on it going as long and getting in the second round, but you guys like it. It's fun, and I always like to put my GM cap on. So that's a wrap. Take care.